0: Previously, on Just Cow in the City. What is it about you that makes a man with 162 IQ feel like a dribbling idiot? I don't know, but I thank God for it. Ah, ah <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. Wait, is that Lady Bird Johnson? Quite frankly, if it was a hot boy, I probably would have fallen for it too. God damn it, that hotel went crazy. The little thing you might be familiar with called the gobbler. What a open up a window. I'm kind of a national treasure. Just Cow in the City, the podcast you love, and the one, the only one you need in this cluttered podcast world. This is April 25th. How are you, everybody? Doing a late night, Just Cow in the City edition, looking out on the streets and the lights, the city lights of New York City, looking at the, staring into the East River and Roosevelt Island and the lights in the sky. No, I am not doing my typical Daytime Podcast. I came home tonight from Philadelphia the streets of Philadelphia and I said oh my god, I don't know when the hell I'm going to be able to record this podcast. I'm feeling up right now. Let's do it. Let's fire up the podcast as Artie already used to say. Let's fire up the podcast, Dan. She used to say to our friend Dan Filato when it was time to do the podcast late at night, which I always hated. I love. Doing the podcast when it's daylight hours. But what are you going to do? I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it tomorrow. So why don't we just start from the beginning. Let's just start where we left off. And I'll put you uh, up to date. Just remember, May 15th at the Comedy Cellar. I already had a, con- uh, a cancellation. I'm pretty pissed off about it. But there's nothing I can do. I got you know, Why do I keep doing it? Because it makes me mad. But I can't be that mad. People have stuff to do. Uh, May 15th, The Comedy Cellar, 7.35 at The Comedy Cellar, the Dave Juskow, Make Me Laugh Show. Marina Franklin, Dan, Natterman, Alan Altman, and me. And, of course, I'm getting some other people thinking about making a little call to a little Yamanika Sanders, perhaps. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, the show will go on. May 15th at The Comedy Cellar, Dave Juskow, back and ready for action. So... Let's just begin uh, where we left off. Now, you might remember, I have so much to tell you. And, of course, every time I say there's so much to tell you, I only do a 30-minute podcast, it seems. It's like (laughs) 45 minutes. I'm like, huh, now what? And every time I say I got nothing to talk about, we talk for an hour and 20 minutes. So who knows what's going to happen, but let's just go for it. We're going to start with last Friday night. Last Friday night, let's you in Katy Perry she's the fucking best Cool. Well, it kind of is because so last Friday, as you know, when I left you, I told you I was going to see one of my students do improv (laughs) Ah, at the university I teach at and I held up my end of the bargain and went out. Now, my nephew, as you know, canceled on me. We already discussed that. So I called a couple of people very last minute. I'm like, you wouldn't be interested because I didn't want to go by myself. But it turns out I didn't have to go by myself. One of my other students was kind enough to come with me, and she sat with me, and it was fantastic. So I couldn't have been more thrilled. He reserved us two seats, so I didn't have to wait in any line. But here's what happened. Let me take you through the whole thing. First of all, I go to the parking garage. Now, I don't know if you heard what happened in Manhattan yesterday, but a parking garage collapsed right around where I work. I'm sitting, you know, I wake up every morning at 530 in the morning. You know this. And I turn on the news, and I'm, I'm always having some water with a little bit of the uh, iced tea uh, squirt in it. And I did a spit take. <laughs> I saw the garage. It looked totally like my garage until I saw there was a rooftop. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the prayer I've been waiting for. I'm going to get a new car. <laughs> As I, was, I was like happy. I, you know, I didn't want anybody. I love those guys. The garage I certainly didn't want anybody to die. But uh, if it crashes in and nobody dies and I get a new car, then so be it. And I can't believe it hasn't crashed in yet because let me tell you, folks, wait till you see the bonus show. I know I've shown you this garage, the inner workings of this garage. The I mean, now all of a sudden that this garage has crashed and just fell apart downtown around the Wall Street area, they are checking every garage for inspection. There's no way. My garage is going to pass the inspection. You've seen it. I got video. We didn't show it last week in the bonus show. We're definitely showing it this week with the water. I know I've shown it to you before. I can't get enough of it. The water dripping, the acid on the floor. I mean, it's like people say, what's the matter with the back of your car? And I'm like, yeah, it's acid from the walls that are leaking. I mean, it's such a horrible place. And it's just so funny. Anyway, I come back last Thursday. I guess what, from my mother? I don't remember where I was last Thursday. I can't remember from the date. Oh, actually I have it written down. Oh, yeah, I did go to my... Mother. We went to Kelly's at the Gobbler. That's right. The eye doctor, the whole thing. I parked the car. I said, listen, listen, dummies. I'm coming in tomorrow. Do you understand? I'm coming in. I'm picking up the car tomorrow. Do not bury this car in the back. I know we have a deal, but I'm coming back tomorrow. What do I get there? It's totally wedged in in the total last spot. They got to move three cars to get it out. I got the picture. And I know I kind of... Uh, kind of screwed you last week, the because pro- I had so many pictures, so i don 't even know well i 'll get to the pictures I have this week, but you know it 's all still good, and we 'll get to everything so don 't worry i 'm just I might be a week off because i 'm telling you it doesn 't matter it all it 'll all make up you know, so yeah, I got the pictures with the it 's all stuck in the back i 'm like, what is the matter with you? I specifically said i 'm coming tomorrow. Are you guys mad at me? Because i got to come down here. You're not doing it. I'm, putting, I'm not asking you to put in the power steering fluid or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I wasn't that angry. I didn't really care. I just always get nervous. Not about the car starting anymore. I don't, actually, I don't get nervous or anything. I'm just nervous I'm not going to get out of the city. Because it's a Friday night at 6 o'clock. But this is a Friday night at 6 o'clock post-COVID. It was easy to get out of the city. Normally, I probably would have left at 4 in the afternoon to go 8 miles. But I was able to leave at 6 for an 8 o'clock show. To go 8 miles, I think it's 8 miles Is it 8? I think it's 8 Or is it 12? I don't know, it's something ridiculous That takes 2 hours to get to So I get to the campus, and the campus Is dead I mean, I say to myself, I'm going to park in my Regular spot, because that's what I know And then I'm going to go to the School of Communications, that's where I'm going to go to the bathroom That's where I know, you know, to pee It's locked, I'm like Come on, because it's Friday night, and you know My nephew says, I don't like it there Because the campus closes down on the weekends and so I called him, and I was pretty mad at him, but I called him. I'm like, geez, Billy, I kind of get it now. This camp is, is dead. I couldn't go to the coffee place. That was closed. Everything was closed. No one was walking around. I'm like, this is, this is I see what he's saying now. I get it. So I'm pretty early, so I'm kind of walking around. I'm sitting on this bench. It's a beautiful night, so I couldn't care less. Maybe I took a selfie of myself. I don't remember. But it was a perfect night. And, you know, just being on... Campus, sitting on a bench, it was it was great. Twilight, it was beautiful. So I go to the place wherever it is. This hall I've never been to. I think it's called University Hall. And I hear, I, I walk in at one point, and I hear all this screaming and loudness and a megaphone. And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And they're like, oh, "I couldn't hear what they were saying." And I was like, "It must be some sort of swim team or athlete. It must be a a basketball thing or something." I mean. This couldn't possibly be for an improv show. This, this madness. I see a long line. And I look at it, and I'm like, nah, that's not it. So I go a different direction. And I'm looking, and I'm like, I can't figure it out. I don't know. And I look at the line, and I'm like, and I, I was going to ask somebody, but I'm like, come on. They have a megaphone. If you'll all just turn on the long, I mean, I thought it was either they're taking a test or so. I swear. I, I would never in my life. Now, obviously, it, it turned out to be the improv line. But I really, for 15, 20 minutes, I'm, I'm typing the, the, the girl who I'm meeting. I'm like, hey, I don't know where this place is. It's, it's loud. And I don't know what's going on. There's some other event. <laughs> it was pathetic. So then these two people come in. One guy's probably around my age. And I'm like, are you guys looking for the improv show? They're like, yeah, because they were lost too. And they they just couldn't be more dickish. It was a girl and this guy that was giving me... He was such a prick. I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm like, yeah, I don't know where it is either. It's weird, right? And, and they're just being such assholes. It was unbelievable. I, I don't know what they were like. It's not like they were young and who's this old guy, which that I could get if it's two young college girls and, like, who's this old man? But then why wouldn't they think I was at least somebody's father or a professor there? So what th- I'm saying is this guy was a major just asshole, and I actually told them off afterwards. Like I told, like I saw the girl later, and I'm like, "Yeah, what's that? Well, who's that guy you're with? What the fuck?" Oh, I was furious because what, what? You can't just be polite and say, "Yeah, we're looking for it too." Oh my god, what a dick! Anyway, I'm standing on the line. I finally to get to the line. I realize, okay, okay, <laughs> this is this is a huge line that goes all the way out for an improv show. Okay, okay. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I wish I was with somebody else, but what are you going to do? My friend's coming, so she says, and then, you know, it turned out. So then they said, if you have reserved or something, I could cut ahead. Like I finally, somebody came up and they told me, "You, you just take this sticker and you go up and you don't have to wait on the line. And I'm like, now that's what I'm talking about. You know, listen, I'm a college professor. Maybe you don't understand how it works here. So I go in the front of the line and I go into the place and it's a—it's like a lecture hall is where they're having this thing. The music is going. Everybody's there. I see my uh, student and uh, I'm like, oh, great. He's like, sit right here. I reserve these seats for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, it's beautiful. And then, uh, you know, my uh, my friend Leslie came and and she sat right next to me, so it was perfect. You know, I was sitting there for a while by myself, but that's all right because it was beautiful. Every show should be like this. It was at a like not a desk, you know, like a like a lecture hall desk, you know, so like a long desk, and you, you could put your phone up there, and they give you a paper because they want you to check off stuff, and pe- like you can leave stuff up there, and you could put your arms up there and fold. It was it was a very pleasant experience in that sense. I, they should have that at every Broadway show where you just sit there and you you can put your elbows up there. I don't know. So I'm front and center, and people are going crazy. I'm talking, the audience going crazy, all kids. And I'm like, Billy is such an asshole. He should be here seeing this. Because I don't understand what the fuck is going on. uh, There's so much energy in the room. I'm like, this this just doesn't make sense. Any sense? So Leslie comes we're having a great time before it even starts because they're making us feel this way, and it's just hilarious. And I just keep starting yelling out stuff, you know, pharmacy, a pharmacist. I, I don't know. She's like, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm having a good time. I can't believe I'm here. This is so weird. What am I doing here? Why isn't my nephew here? What the? F-? Then I said to her, I'm like, why? You know, I can't believe my nephew. She's like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm saying I, I he should. Partake in, the, you know, it came out the wrong way, but we we had such a good time. But so so they start the show with like uh the, an Earth Wind and Fire song, and they do like a dance number. I'm like, boy, this is f-. the whole time. I'm like, Billy's a fucking jackass. He should be in this show. He should be in this show. I called him up the next day. I really let him have it. He's like, I don't know. You know, I'm like, well, you don't know. What are you doing? Then my sister told me I couldn't even believe it. She goes, "Yeah, he asked me he wants to take improv classes," and I'm like, "Well, you you are not paying that kid a cent. You are not. There is a fine improv group right on campus, which is just as good as any class he's going to get. No way. I don't know what his deal is. And they seemed normal. They didn't seem like theater people. They seemed okay. Now the improv was awful, but it." That's just by my standards of seeing improv for the past 40 fucking years and knowing what bad and good is, and it's awful. But it didn't matter. At that moment, those kids were rock stars. Their friends were going nuts. They thought everything was the funniest thing. They showed a video at first to introduce the cast. There was like 12 people in it, maybe even more. I think about 12 people. And they showed a video. And, you know, maybe some of you have seen the the thriller dance that I did. You know, I had a college show, a TV show in college in the 80s. And I, I've shown maybe I've shown some of you that, that the, the, the thriller dance I showed on the uh, we were trying to show it on the, the, the Billy Joel show because I was doing the Uptown Girl number. And we had a college show, and we thought this was the greatest show. Well, we did win an award and all this stuff. So I see their video first, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, college kids still make shitty fucking stuff. It was 40 years later with all the technology, this was a piece of shit. But the crowd was going crazy. Every time they announced somebody's. they just did it in that classroom, and they're like, the floor is lava. I'm like, it was horrible. But the crowd's going Crazy. As, as if they were announcing the, the New York Knicks at a playoff game. I mean, it was insane. People are dying laughing. There's And, that, and that's the thing. I tell Billy, I'm like, dude, there's not one kid that's going to come out of there tonight that's not going to think they're not ready for Broadway. I mean, there's definitely, those kids are going to be like, we, we got to move this show. We got to do it somewhere else. And they're going to get a very hard awakening. But... If you remember it all, I mean, this is it. The movie Fame with the great Richard Belzer, and he brings Ralph Garcy, played by the amazing Barry Miller, who played the uh, kid in Saturday Night Fever. Hey, Tony, I thought you were going to call me. Hey, Tony, how come you never called me? You didn't call me. I mean, we were talking about it last week. We jumped off to Verrazano. But this kid in the Fame movie, he plays the tough guy, tough Hispanic guy. He's doing a set of Catch Rising Star. He invites all his friends, and he has the show of a fucking lifetime. Do you guys remember this at all? He has the show of a lot. People are going crazy. Irene Caras and Stitches. oh That guy who plays Bruno. (laughs) This guy's unbelievable. Richard Belzer says, Hey, you got to come back. You got to come back. He comes back. No friends. He just eats it. What do you want? Pizza sounds good. You want to eat? Well, could you give me a break, all right? Huh? We could split an Angie special. With anchovies, maybe. Anchovies? Look, fuck anchovies, man. I died out there tonight. You are talking about fucking pizzas? No, I'm talking about eating pizzas. Oh, that's very funny. That's very good. You're a howl. You should have been out there tonight. The audience hated me. You had a bad night, man. That happens. Yeah, not to me it doesn't. What do you want, insurance? You're in the wrong business. Performers aren't safe. We're the pie-in-the-face people, remember? Look, don't lecture me. All right, Sir Lawrence. Look, all anyone ever promised you was seven classes a day and a hot lunch. The rest is up to you, Ralph. I mean, back in the Middle Ages, actors, they didn't even want to bury us. <laughs> well, they do now. Not if you're good. He eats it. He sucked. And that was the end. of. And that's exactly what's going to happen to these kids. But for the two nights, they did this. Memories for a lifetime. They were rock stars. It was hilarious. I don't think I've had a better time at a bad show for all the right reasons. You know, I wasn't laughing at the badness. I was excited by the energy of everybody in the room, there were some, I guess, parents and maybe other professors there. Mostly kids their age, just dying. They they say who's going to be in it. They're like Jesse, you know, and and respectful, not just jerks or anything. It was the stuff they were yelling out wasn't rude, you know, which I wanted it to be, like Family Guy. <laughs> Name a time, September eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. (laughs) 9/11. No, they do that in Ted 2. I think Ted 2, because our friend Alex Sulkin and Seth MacFarlane can't help themselves. They hate improv too, so they've made multiple shows and movies where they make fun of improv. (laughs) Name it. (laughs) 9/11. Hurricane Sandy. So first, we need a historical event. Who's got an event? 9/11. Uh, okay, okay, uh, maybe something else. Uh, all right, let's, let's start with a person. Robin Williams! Okay, all right, for real, guys, for real. We, I, I, who's got a person? Robin Williams on 9-11. All right, we've heard, we've heard from these guys. Uh, let's, uh, let's maybe give somebody else over here a chance. Um, how about a location? Let's go with a location. The offices of Charlie Hebdo. Okay, seriously, sir, uh, I just need a location. Ferguson, Missouri. German Wings cockpit. Okay, I heard Starbucks. No, you didn't. Nobody said Starbucks. All right, Starbucks. Okay, now who's in the Starbucks? Bill Cosby. You people are monsters. Oh, we're giving you the tools, buddy. Come on, make some fucking comedy. So, uh, they, but everybody was respectful. They, and the, the woman that's the director, so there's two of them, they're just watching everybody. And they are like in awe. Their mouths are open. Like, oh my God, he did not just do that. And I'm like, this is the show. Let's look at these 2 There's a show. And we found out later, like, I think they were doing it on purpose. And if they were doing it on purpose, then they're the fucking greatest actors I've ever seen in my life. Because it was working. Because I'm like, God, they're having the time of their lives. So it made the full show completely enjoyable. It was really something else. I I, I got to say, I, I had a great time. We stayed to the very end because I wanted to hang out somewhere after, not with the, the cast or anything, but maybe with my friend I was with. But she had you know she had to run, and uh, so I so I walked back to the car. She's like, well, I might be able to meet you at eleven, but she couldn't meet me because I just want obviously want to get a drink. Every time I'm at it, after I do something, I'm like I get a drink. So used to it's Friday night, Friday night. I guess I'm the last college student left. I'm the world's oldest living freshman. Where should we build our place? How about Fantasyland? So I got some footage. I I taped this thing where I was walking to my car where it's the last car again, usually, but parked in my usual lot, and it's creepy as hell. But it's also beautiful it's creepy, because I'm the last one there. And I think I got a video of it. Like, I put it on my car so I can get it. It's kind of fun. You might see that in two weeks. I don't know. Like I said, I got so much stuff. I think we'll... I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, right? Whatever. We'll get to everything. You'll see everything. It's going to be beautiful. So, it's eleven. And I call my friend Caitlin at the uh, steakhouse in Hoboken, and I say, how late are you guys going to be open for She's like, we're closed. I'm like, but are you maybe staying open that I can come and have a drink? And she's like, maybe. And I'm like, I can be there in 20 minutes. And they, I drove to Hoboken, and they kept it open for me so I could have one drink. I said, I just need one drink. And it was great. Couldn't have been happier. I just needed one beer. I had the beer. This guy didn't want to pour it. He was being a dick, but then he turned out to be cool. And uh, we, you know, we got along and everything was fine. It was great. The manager there is great. You know, I love it there. And the reason I'm doing the podcast at nighttime is because I think I'm going there tomorrow. Anyway, I'm with these other girls. I'm with my friend Caitlin and her two friends. I mean, they're nothing but gorgeous. And the manager, who's kind of gorgeous too. <laughs> this guy, Nick, super cool guy. You know, Mr. Hoboken. Great, great guy to hang around with. So we say, they say, we're going to go across the street to the City Bistro. Now, my friends, if you remember correctly, own the City Bistro. I'd forgotten. And we went there for, if you remember, my friend Trish, who I asked to marry me. Remember, she's dead. She died like a month after. Remember, I, I told this about, Man, it's been two years. I don't know. Maybe about two years now. Is it possible? Maybe in November, it'll be two years. And we had her funeral there. I don't know if you Remember? You know, so weird, so we know the owner, because that's how I know the owners of that place. So we go there, I go upstairs, and I'm like, oh, right, right, of course. This is the place, they have a nice rooftop, and it, again, a beautiful night. It's been so pleasant here, you know, weather-wise in the city. I go upstairs, and I text the owner, and I'm like, fuck, uh, hey, I'm here, I know you're not here, but I just wanted to tell you I'm here, and holy shit, I forgot, it's 12.04, it's Trish's birthday, today. it would have been, Trish's birthday, it was April 15th her birthday was on tax day and i said why that's fucked up and you know she, she wrote back the next morning she's like oh shit that's right i mean how weird was it that i ended up at that place on what would have been her birthday uh where we had her funeral oh my god it was so it was freaking me out not i don't get freaked out like that like i don't panic or anything you know but i was just like wow that's that's intense maybe there's a reason i'm here I couldn't possibly tell you what that reason would be except to have an awesome time. It's Friday night. So we're drinking at the bar, and he's like, hey, let's do shots. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do Jameson, whatever. But he goes, No, we'll do green tea shots. So they have it planned. And I'm like, fuck, hey, sounds good. So we do green tea shots. Later on, we did white tea shots. And I'm also drinking a corona. I'm having a very good time. It's not super crowded. There's lots of pretty girls. It's a good time. I'm I'm having a great time. I had a good time earlier. I was just uh, just Jessica Dan's out and about, he's ready for action. And I know I can leave at any time I want. When I feel too old or something, you know? So then we go to the other side of the bar. Oh, so oh, no, I remember what happened. The bartender was really pretty, and I, I paid for everybody's drinks because they paid for my beer and I was glad they kept the place. So so I I took like the first round and um, when I got the card back, it was, it was a hundred dollars and I'm like, what the fuck did, what did I do? What? What, I mean, it just shocked me. It didn't bother me, but I, I was like, what, what? How did that happen? I mean, I really just, what were there? One, two, three, four, five of us. So I guess I got everybody a drink and the shots. Fuck. Uh, You know, I, I guess it makes sense. It was just shocking, but I let that go. I just love telling you guys, you know, that I keep always like, I'm like, oh, I don't have any money. And then like, why do not you see the bill? Pfft, you know, spit take right in the face. Meanwhile, I in fact, I spilled my beer over the bill. and I had to, Hey, sorry about it. I guess I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, I'm going to get my glasses. I must have read this wrong. Excuse me. Trickier is bothering me. How much did you say it was? So we go into the next room. They have an outside. They got two areas and go to the other area and then, uh, you know, hanging out some more. And then uh, this guy, Nick, just every time we're doing shots, he goes to the professor, (laughs) the professor. And that became the, the anthem of the night. The professor is in the house. And then like all these other people started doing shots to the professor. They didn't even know it was me, you know, but um, it was really super fun. And then I had to stop because I still had to drive my car two miles and go through the lincoln tunnel to get home so i put a a stop because i you know i kind of knew i was like all right all right now's a good time i can't i can't they they were like we're doing the shots i'm like i'm done with the shots i can only yeah i got i gotta unfortunately stop it's too late so i left and I go to the uh this parking garage, which I must have picked the wrong parking garage. I had to park all the way at the top. So again, I have video of me in the parking garage. It's so creepy. I'm taking this creepy elevator and stuff and i I took video uh and I got to the top and what right because I think did I have to walk I know I had to walk down seven flights. It was really fucked up, and it was uh expensive too for you know Hoboken. everything's fine. I'm driving fine. I drive through like a tunnel. I get out on 42nd street and I think I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I don't even know what it was. It's possible. It could have been the power of love by Huey Lewis. I'm at a light on 42nd street and this homeless guy in a wheelchair bangs on the window. I'm like, "Ah, what the fuck? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, what the fuck? I rolled down the window. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to bother you. And I'm like, what do you want? He's like, well, I was done. I'm like, oh, right. Uh, and I actually went in my pocket and I, I gave him some money because I, I got so confused. <laughs> I was like, I, I was, like, I, I was. he's like, wow, you were really going for it. And I'm like, yes. And uh, I didn't want you to, I, I think I, I, I paid him to pay for his silence. <laughs> hey, don't tell anybody I was rocking out to Huey Lewis, okay? This is a personal thing between a boy and his car you you piece of shit <laughs> So anyway, I get to the garage, you know, it couldn't have been easier where everything is located, but the garage isn't open, so I just run into the garage door with my car. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to I'm going to I drive right into the garage door. Uh which I did. I thought maybe they would cuz I'm angry that they lock it. But then I got out ring the bell. I'm ringing the bell. I'm like, where is this? You got to be fucking kidding me. Come on. I mean, what sucks more? You're like, you you make it home. You just, you're not home. You know, you still got to walk all the way home. Oh my God. Finally, this guy comes out. I'm like, well, let me pull my car up because I'm pressing into the garage and, uh, you know, I pull it and I leave. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to take a bike. I'm going to take a bike because I'm, I'm, I just want to get home. And I think I took a regular bike. Because I'm like, fuck it, there's no electric bikes, I'll just take it right, it's like, it's not, there's no hills, there shouldn't be any hills, and I was riding along, and there's a truck blocking 3rd Avenue, and I ran right into him, on purpose, and I was just like, fuck him, (laughs) I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna roll my bike right into him, the guy didn't even know that I hit him, he just kept going. And, and like I, I hit him and I stood there, and the guy just, and I think people saw it, and the guy just went away. As far as he was concerned, he might have run over me and he would have no idea. I don't know why. I was so angry at that stupid truck. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And so then I got home and I parked my bike and I went inside and I'm talking to the door guy, and this stupid drunk twat I mean, really, there's no other word for this horrible girl comes in. She lives in the building. And she's so drunk. She doesn't seem drunk, but she keeps saying she's drunk. She doesn't have any money, and she's the cab is. You can't leave until you pay. She goes, "Hey, can you? I don't know what to do. I told them it was." She gave. She kept giving the wrong address. She goes, "I'm going to call my father. I'm going to call." And she's like telling the doorman she's going to call her father. I'm like, I, I don't know how that's going to help. The taxi cab is demanding money. Can you blame him? And she, I'm like, so what? What do you need? Tell us, even though I'm I'm drunk too, I'm trying out, I'm like, we're trying to help you. What is it you need? How much is the fare? And she just she goes, No, I told him my address and I'm gonna call my father. And I'm like, we get that, but what is this? He's like, he's keeping my keys. And I'm like, sweetie, you gotta help us. You gotta help us. You gotta help us a little bit. What 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 is it you need to 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 let this guy go? How much is it? Because I figured, all right, if it's 20 bucks, maybe I'll pay it. And we'll figure it out tomorrow. But it turned out it was like 40 bucks. I'm like, see ya. And I went upstairs. Meanwhile, the door guy paid it. He paid it. And he talked to her father. And his father, her father, who is the reason she lives here, her father pays her rent, Venmoed the doorman $100, which was really nice. Because then she was just like lying on the couch. She's like, can you walk her upstairs? Which the doorman is not supposed to do. And this happens all the time in the building and i know all the stories and these girls get frisky with the door i mean it's real fucked up being a doorman in manhattan and i used to see it a lot more when i was younger but this girl should not be living in the city i wanted to talk to her father i almost i i was if i had stayed long i would have talked to her father and be like look she should not be living on her own. I don't think she wants to live here and her parents want her to live here. But obviously somebody like that who can't make a cohesive statement or pay a cab should not be living in the city on her own. Do you agree? Because that kind of shit just really I'm going to call my father. I mean that that's in the movies. Somebody says that. I mean that's that's real fucked up. So the next morning I came back because I had to work of course. You know, I go upstairs. I'm back. I see the nighttime guy again because you know I work really early in the morning, which of course I, I forgot about when I was drinking on Friday night. And he's like, "Oh yeah, he he was here and he saw the whole." And that's when they told me the rest of the story that he had to pay. And I'm like, "Oh my god," because I know my door guys have had to pay for people that don't. Have, I, I can't even. It used to piss me off so much when girls, especially, but also guys, have done it too. Hey can you pay the cab and I'll pay you back? I mean, can you imagine that sometimes these guys will do that? So there's just not trouble and they're hoping for the best. And so many times they don't get paid back. Can you imagine there are people living in this fucking building that got the nerve not to pay the doorman back after they paid their cab fare? I, this drives me the, the entitleness, the snobbiness It's, it's, oh, when the door guys would tell me these things, it would make me so upset. The disrespectfulness, the, and the niceness of these guys to get them out of a jam. And then the next morning they've forgotten the whole thing. And like, I don't know you anything. Oh, it's awful. They pretend like they don't know you they're I can't wait to see that girl again. I'll remember her. And I'm going to be like, what's the matter with you? I'm going to be like, just like that guy in cocktail. I thought I told you to get that kid out of here. I'm going to really let her have it, like her dad, because I should be her dad. He pushed right past me into the sitting room. I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. Sorry, you can find me. That's not cool, right? I'm not crazy, right? That was completely uncool. But it's cool if you just get in the city and you're like, wow, what a night. There's still more action even after you get home. I love action. And there was plenty of that. So then Saturday, you know, I just worked a regular job and I was like, good. I don't have to do anything and I'll just relax. And I think maybe I took a nap. Yeah, I probably took a nap from like four to six, like after work. And then I watched. Then Oh, there. Oh, right. I think I think I made dinner. And then maybe I went back to bed and I woke up again in the middle of the night and I watched Ready Player One. I'd never seen it before. And I still can't believe it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Have you guys seen it? Because they're making a Ready Player too. So I just, the lead guy looked like a dork. So I didn't want to see, it just didn't look interesting, but it was, it was really good. It was good, it's just like, I can't believe this is a Steven Spielberg movie. So it's good and it's a it's a good statement on uh, society and what we're, I mean, you know, watching this movie from 2012 and when you think of kids having no friends, this movie makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. So it was really interesting, but the best part about it is, and again, I don't know if you've seen it, to win the game, you have to go back to this old Atari game called Adventure, and while it was happening, I'm like, I know what they're looking for, they're looking for the Easter egg in this game, because when I used to play this game in the 80s, I remember finding the Easter egg, knowing exactly, for some reason, and I don't know how, because there was no internet, you know, some guy from somewhere, from Staten Island, told me, hey, there's an Easter egg. If you go through this hidden door, you can find, you know, you'll find it. Or I don't know how I found out about it. And I found, I remember playing Advent and, and going through the door and you find the, the creator's name. I remember being a little disappointed, but also cool that I found it. And I felt like I was the only one that found, it. like there was only 10 of us that found it. Meanwhile, this entire movie is based on that. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know anybody else knew about this, especially 40 years later. So, I guess, so when they're telling about it, like you have to go through, they're like, I knew, I'm like, and you find the creator's name. You find the creator's name, right? And they, cause they weren't saying it. Like, I thought, like, oh, they're gonna go a different They're gonna go a different direction because it can't be about the creator's name. That's ridiculous. But it was. I was like, I know exactly what they're gonna do. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was like an early, early video game. And I was like, remember, I would, I was like, fuck this game. I'm just gonna look for the Easter egg or whatever they called it back. Yeah, they called it an Easter egg, I think. I don't know how I found it. I don't know how he knew about it. My stupid Atari set that broke down every other day. I had Adventure. I had Venture. There's two different games. Superman. Pong. <laughs> the little cartridges. Oh, man. So I, that movie was cool in that sense. It was, it was a really interesting movie. I, I, I did enjoy it. Oh, and something else I wanted to tell you, which we're going to look at this week on the bonus show, if you are on the Maggie level. Uh, last week... It must have been Thursday. Whatever it was, I was going down the street, and I ran into this house, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the house I dream of on a daily basis. It's on this street, I don't know, somewhere around where I grew up, and yet not. And I dream about this one house on this cross-section all the time. I took a picture of it. he'll be like, why do you dream of this house? And I'll be like, I don't know. But I'm there in my dreams all the time. Isn't that weird? Do you guys have a place like that? Do you have a place that you dream of? that From your childhood that you're just there all the time? You're like, you know, I mean, I, I'm in my backyard of the house I grew up in all the time. I'm in my backyard. I'm in the garage. I'm in my old neighborhood all the time in my dreams. And I'm in the woods. Like, I, I just hang out there in my dreams all the time. And I'm not sure why. And it's not like, Those were great memories either Like it's not like oh that was a good time No they were shitty times I've been miserable my entire life Like never happy So I don't know why I keep ending But they're not nightmares either So I don't know why I keep ending up at these places But this house is weird Because this is way far from where I grew up Like not far far But I used to have to walk down this way I guess to go to junior high I don't know. I can't explain it, but um, I'll show you the picture, and there's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's not a nightmare house, or maybe it is. Maybe it's like the ring. Wait, I see that house in my dreams. I got to go in there. I got to knock on that door and see what these people are up to. Stop! You know you shouldn't run around in other people's houses. You know better than that. But this is my house, Mommy. The one I asked Mr. Kringle for. It is, it is. I know it is. My room upstairs is just like I knew it would be. Oh, you were right, Mommy. Mommy told me if things don't turn out just the way you want them to the first time, you still got to believe. And I kept believing and you were right, Mommy. Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. Where are you going? To see if there's a swing. There is one. Anyway, on Monday, I went to work and then I walked all the way home and I was worried because I, I knew I had wanted to do all this stuff on Monday because I think I missed a day where I was uh, editing or stuff. So I had all this stuff I wanted to do on Monday when I got back, taxes, you know, editing stuff, a whole bunch of stuff, or answer some emails. So I was like, if I don't go right home, like on the bus, then it's going to be two hours, but I needed to walk. They haven't been getting a lot of exercise so I walked the five miles had some pizza and went immediately to bed and I'm like well I'll worry about it tomorrow like pay my bills so I woke up like around ten thirty. 30 they went to bed at like seven thirty, and then I stayed up until two and I got so much accomplished because I wasn't falling asleep everywhere because at work I just keep falling asleep and dozing off it's hard to read it's hard to be on the computer I just keep do I keep nodding off so this time I was well rested, and I felt and I got so much accomplished. It was like I was considering it a really good day. And I think maybe I listened to the Mets game. Yeah, I think I listened to the Mets game. Like while it was, it was they were on the West Coast, so yeah, it was kind of a good night, even though it was a stupid night. And then of course you get nervous because it's two thirty. I'm like, well, I gotta go back to bed and I wake up in three hours. But it wasn't too bad. Tuesday we had the Tuesday show where we did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with my friend Mike Soder. Hopefully you saw it and hopefully you liked it. And it was okay. So Wednesday, I was meeting Sarah after work. They're redoing the play. They're 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 workshopping the play again because they're trying to bring it to Broadway, her play, The Bedwetter, which I saw four times. And they're doing it like right by around where she's staying. So I walked I, I walked by the place they're doing it around Bleecker Street every day when I walk home. So I'm like, well, it's perfect, it's on my way and i'll meet you at five o'clock i can be there and you know by the time i walk there it'll be around five i got there like 4 45 and then around 455 say hey i'm a little early but I'll, I'll wait outside i'm waiting about 40 minutes and she goes oh shit i forgot i'm like oh you suck she's like i went home early i wasn't feeling well and i'm like well that's great but i mean she was right next door but i didn't really care like i said it's been such beautiful weather i was like I'm okay just hanging around outside. I was talking to my friend Chris and uh, it's just, and I was uh, watching the Mets uh, while I was just standing outside. And, you know, it's a pleasant area where you can actually stand outside and nobody's going to bother you. It's a little offbeat. So it was okay. Then she came down and she goes, Hey, let, I got, you know, she had this gig she had to do with Judy Gold at the City Winery. So she said, Why don't you come? That was the plan. I was going to go with the car's picking me up at seven. The gigs at eight. It's only like twenty minutes. You know, then we'll walk back or do something. I'm like, okay, because again, I say okay, because uh, we got this show. We get do something, right? We get in the car and we go to the city winery, and we're having a good time. Our driver's hilarious. We and we just start bonding on John Wick. We're so excited to see John Wick four. He's waiting for it to come to streaming, and so am I. We're really excited, and we both agree. Like I said. That third one, I feel Halle Berry ruined it. He goes, I agree. And I'm like, thank God. Because as pretty as she is, she was just not made for that movie. And then he said that she, like, made them. She was like, I want to be in this movie. Like, she pressured them into being it. But she ruined the movie. She, yeah, it's not cool. Uh, She was just bad in that one. So, anyway, she's not in this one, and that's the important thing. So, hopefully, it'll be great. So we go to the city winery, and immediately this guy comes out. And he goes, don't I know you? And I'm like, yeah, probably. Everybody knows me here in the city, right? Uh, so I, I don't remember. His name was Jeff, and he was very nice. And, his, and, his, and he's like, oh, this is my daughter, and she's taking care of her. And so they walk us around. The city winery is really nice. It's really big. And it's, a, it's an ALS charity event with a bunch of really snobby Upper East Side women. So I see Judy Gold, and then she gets mad at me for not coming to her show, which she should be because I thought it was still going on, it was over, and I didn't see it, which is uncool. As you know, I really like to support my friends, and she was doing a one-person show, and I'm really upset that I didn't see it, and that's that's what the only, one of the reasons I did, didn't want to see her, but I love her. So there's all the other people in the room they are so excited about Sarah, and then I see my friend Zarna come out of the bathroom. I don't know if you know her, Zarna, Zarna Garg. Gar. She's Indian. This is the one I told you about a long time ago where I told her I was going to do a show in Edison and she got so excited. Well, meanwhile, she is becoming the shit. She's becoming like the Russell Peters. She she has a fan base. She's passed at the seller real quick. So, it was good to see, you know, I know her when she was not. Yeah, you know, I think I told her she wasn't going to make it in show business. It's a classic Dave Jonesca story. But it was good to see. I hadn't seen her in a long time. So it's good, you know, when Sarah comes in and I know everybody, then I feel a lot better about belonging there. And I think Sarah likes it because then she likes taking me places because, you know, I know a lot of people and I make friends, you know, easily. So anyway, she comes in and they're like, and the guy's daughter is just like, she's like 20. She's like, Sarah, you got to go on now. Come on. Like she's like rushing her. And I'm like, wow, what an asshole. Like she just got in. They must have given her the wrong time. Because everything was supposed... Like, it wasn't like we were late. But the show must have started early or something. Anyway, I hear Judy. It sounds okay. I don't see the crowd. I, I, I'm looking at a little thing. It looks very big. But I don't see the crowd. I can only hear. And I don't hear anybody laughing. Sarah's doing 20 minutes. I don't hear anybody laughing. It's a lot of the show that I saw that's in the special and everything. And I'm laughing. But I don't hear the crowd laughing. I'm like, oh, I must be in a place where I can't hear the crowd laughing. Well, the crowd apparently was not laughing. <laughs> like she ate it. I mean, she didn't give a shit because she was like these these kind of crowd. I've done this a hundred times. These kind of crowds, they're just awful. I, and they just, I I don't know what it is. I I because Judy was having the same problem. We're not sure why they're there. They just want to give. It's it's weird. I mean, the same show I saw in Red Bank where people were dying laughing no one was laughing except these two girls she told me in the audience who were like younger and they were thrilled and like trying to keep it in because she was doing her stuff and then she's like a tell where she's like well you know what i hate you so i'm doubling down (laughs) and i'm just gonna be like so what do you guys think of pocket pussies you know like (laughs) whatever that's my favorite new search term in porn and then they they, i mean again what do you expect yeah so it was so pathetic um so it's just so funny. Just like Attell does the same thing. When he's mad at the audience, he, he goes more in, you know, which is so awesome. So she gets off. She doesn't care. She's like, what the fuck? Um, and so it was funny. I'm like, you know, it just I couldn't hear. It. It's just little, We're leaving and Zarna's up there and she's kind of killing. <laughs> and I go, and, and I've done this before. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's the audience, man. They're like that. And so when we leave, Zarna's killing She's a house mother and stuff. Maybe it's more something they can understand. And I go, oh, I guess it was you. And uh, she, you know, she found that funny because the only, other, and I told the, the story, the only other time that this happened was when a hedge fund guy, and I, I know I've told this story before, closed down a restaurant and hired Sarah to perform for like his birthday or something. Closed down a restaurant. All these people were eating and drinking and we went there, paid, him, paid her a fortune for 15 minutes. And she went there, and I watched the whole thing, and nobody was laughing. And I said, Sarah, first of all, they are grateful to be in your presence. Because that's the thing about her. They really are. Those people that weren't laughing in the audience, maybe smiling, probably were like, oh, we saw Sarah Silverman tonight. They're never going to go back and say she was awful. They're excited. This is Hey, I've seen it. This isn't because I'm friends with her. People are just excited she's around, you know? That's what I was like. They, they were so happy that you were there at this small venue. You know, it's not a big deal. So we leave and she changes maybe or something. I don't remember what happened. We go to a room. Maybe we have something to eat. We come back out. The other people he hired was the two girls, Salt and Pepper. You remember them? They're singing their one song. I don't remember what it is. And the crowd is going crazy. <laughs> they go, they're up in the, they're waving their arms in the air. And I go, Oh, I guess it was you. <laughs> cause it just didn't make any sense. I was like, now they're tired. They've eaten. They're drinking. They had a long night. <laughs> but again, this, this does happen. And she couldn't care less. She's such a pro. You know, I've seen a tell do that too. the best. Sometimes when the crowd, it, <laughs> the, I never blame the crowd. I blame myself. But once in a blue moon, not me, but some, you, sometimes you do have to blame the crowd, and that crowd sucked. And I don't know what they were thinking they were there for, so whatever. But it was so fun. We never even bought it up again because it, it really meant nothing. So it wasn't like a big, because, oh my God, if that had happened to like Olga or something, that would have ruined our entire evening. Sarah's a fucking pro. She thought it was hilarious. She couldn't have cared less. And not because she doesn't want to make people laugh. She understood the situation, which Judy described to her before she went on. So we kind of knew what we're getting into. So we take the car back. We decide we're going to meet Todd Barry for dinner. We were going to walk, but it was too far across the city wineries all the way on the water. I wanted to hang out a little bit over there, but the driver came. So oh, and Todd, you know, he's got a new place. So we went to go see it. It's really cool, and you know he lives. He loves living in the East Village. So we saw his new place, and then we're like, uh, "What kind of restaurant do you want?" And he, I think he made a suggestion on like Fifth and B. So it was a little bit of a walk, but we didn't care. Again, beautiful night, and it was an Italian restaurant. It was very good. Yeah, I had a really good time. Got some wine. I got pictures of everything. I got pictures of food. I got pictures of Sarah and Todd. You know, not great pictures because I try and take it really quick. I don't want to bother anybody. I can't be. I'm not 20. I tell you this all the time. And I think Todd and I got rigatoni. And he's like, hey, hey, dummy. You want to try the rigatoni? It's going to be awesome. So, we, yeah, we had that. And it was fun. And we had a really good time. to was stuffed. And then we went back to her hotel and just hung out in the lobby and had some tea. That's what it was. And I had green tea. And we met this girl. This girl had this dog. And she was really pretty. She looked like Miley Cyrus a little bit. And she came over and talked to us. And she was hanging out with her mother. And she's like, oh, my God, I love my mother. <laughs> like, it was so weird. But she lives across the street. But, we, you know, we had a dog. And she was talking to us for a while. And she goes, you, just, you had green tea at this time of night? Because I didn't even think it was green tea. I guess it's caffeinated. But I didn't know what else to have. And it definitely kept me up. Because I was because I was exhausted by the time we got there. I, obviously I woke up at five woke up at 5.30. I was out all night and then I was walking, you know, but then I was like talking and I was up again and then we, we we couldn't really get rid of them. They were really nice, but um, Todd and I left because Todd, he's like, I got to get out of here by midnight because I got to get my 10,000 steps and are you going to walk me home? And I'm like, um, yeah, uh, but I, I, we were still talking to this girl. She was pretty, uh, but it didn't matter. I mean, nothing was going to happen or anything, but um, they just kept on talking because I guess they knew they were with Sarah. So so Todd was leaving. I said, shouldn't we make sure we get rid of them for Sarah? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So we went and said, Sarah, hey, can we talk to you? for?" And, you know, walked her to the elevator. So, you know, because that's what cause we can't just leave her with people we just met. That's our job. And so then he just had like seven minutes to make up uh 1,500 steps, I guess, to make the ten thousand. I don't know whether he made it or not. I just dropped him off somewhere and we were walking so fast. I'm like, Todd, I just ate like so much. I can't walk. This isn't when I want to get my steps in. I mean, I want to walk a little bit, but I don't want to power walk after a meal like that. So I remember I walked, I walked a little bit because I was trying to figure out how I want to get home. And I made it to 26th and third. And I'm like, I'll get the bike. I saw a bike and then it was gone. By the time I got there, I'm like, ugh. I'm like, you know what? You know what? I got to wake up early again tomorrow. Can you fucking believe it? On my day off, usually Wednesdays are my Fridays. But I just, I just got to get home. I just got to get home. I got to, like, power down. So I said, I'm going to take a cab. Oh, man, cabs suck. I got in. It was, like, the bumpiest ride. This guy must have just been riding the wrong road. I don't know what he was doing. Again, he's an idiot. He wasn't paying attention. And it was... like it says 12 of the meter, but then it's 20 from 26 to the 50s. I mean, come on. Maybe that's normal, but that sucks. No wonder I keep taking the bikes. That's too much for just a a short ride home. I'm already on the east side. Oh, I was really furious again. And then I went upstairs and I relaxed. i was so happy to be home. And I, I think I watched TV for like a real, I couldn't power. I guess that green tea does. I guess it does have caffeine in it because I was wide awake. And I knew I had to wake up early. And because I had to wake up early because the cleaning day was coming. And I knew we were going to Philadelphia. And I had to take my car to the Jiffy Lube. I'm getting the power steering fix today. It's my, it was my mother's birthday today. I leave. So I, 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 I wake up at seven, which is still 90 minutes later than I usually wake up. So it was okay. And I get everything together. And I say, I got to remember, I'm going to get her flowers, which sucks because they have a, a, a like a, a pretty good flower place, like which is on like a, a like a deli. So it's not like crazy expensive, but I got to carry it all the way to the parking garage. And it's like, you know, obnoxious. You look like an asshole. You're like, oh, he's going to propose us. <laughs> you know, you just look stupid carrying flowers. And I bring it to the parking garage. I look even more stupid. You know, the guys are like, for me, you know, I'm like, oh, geez. And I go downstairs, and you know, I'm like, oh, let me come down and put the power steering fluid for the last time. Cause then, and now I'm going to keep calling for the car. They're, they're still not going to get it because they're going to think I, now I don't need to do stuff anymore. So I'm going to be like, no, you can bring it up. It's all good. I'm putting it in, and the guy's like telling me he's like, something about, I, I don't know. I was talking about my mother and how annoying she is. He goes, no, you got to love your mother. Your mother, what religion are you? And I'm like, Jewish? He's like, no, it doesn't matter. You got to go to church. <laughs> like something, I don't know. He was telling me while I'm putting the power stair foot, I'm like, can I just get through this? And <laughs> I mean, it's really nice. It was a very strange conversation to have when, you know, I just wanted to get out of there. So I had to get to my sister was picking up at me at 10.15 at the Jiffy Lube. <laughs> That's why it's funny. I get there a half hour early with the flowers and i'm like is leon here and i'm like no 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 these are not for leon i swear it looked like i was bringing flowers for leon oh my god it was so pathetic but fortunately they they knew me and they they understood I said, no no it's my mom's birthday <laughs> it was so embarrassing so i'm like well i'm gonna go to the Wawa, do you guys need anything and this girl was there and she goes can i have a coke and i'm like yes <laughs> because they always say no i'm good well, I was happy to do it. So I got I got a coffee, I got some donuts, and I got a Coke. And then I just sit on this bench. I think I took a picture of that too on the highway and and just wait for for but again, these are perfect days. It's beautiful to be outside. It's a joy cuz uh, you know, I'm, I'm inside a room with no windows all week and stuff. And even you know I'm at my apartment so to be outside, I don't get outside very much. And the weather's usually crappy to stay outside. But it's been so nice. So it was really great just sitting on Route (laughs) 9 with all the cars going by on this bench. I love this stupid bench at the Jiffy Loop. I am so fucking weird. The things that make me happy are not normal. And look, we're running out of time already. This is unbelievable. So my sister picks me up. We go to my mom's, and we drive to Philadelphia. The streets of Philadelphia. There's cheesesteaks and hoagies, and uh, the Eagles play there too. And you got the baseball games and winos too. I don't know. So we go there. We pick up her friend. We go to this restaurant. I think it's called La Park. It's a French restaurant. P A R C. Uh, you can look it up, and uh, it looks really nice. Again, a pleasant day you're a park, but Philadelphia is weird and dirty and gross. I've never liked Philadelphia. I've always said it's a crappy town, and it is. This one area was okay, but it's still stupid, and it's really hard to drive around, so my sister made me drive her car when we were driving to the city, because, you know, I'm good at that. I parked the car. I told the guys guys in the garage were really nice. Everybody was very nice, and we go to the restaurant, the appetizer. I got... I got a, what I thought was a tuna tartare, but it, it's called tuna caprese or something. And it was like, I thought I was going to get it in chunks like I could do at the restaurant in my neighbor, the French restaurant, like, and then with little cucumbers. But no, it was like flat, and it was gross, and it tasted like salmon. It was disgusting. I hated it. I got pictures. My mother got escargot. Can you believe this? I can't wait to get escargot. I'm like, what? And so did my sister. And then she got a French onion soup. And the girl she was with, you know, her friend Barbara, she was like, but that's trafe, That's trafe, because you're not supposed to eat shellfish. But I don't, there are snails fish. And she was like "Tell my mom, I'm like, shut up. My mother's finally eating something fun. Will you shut the fuck up, <laughs> right? Don't, this is why we had to turn to being kosher when I was eight because one of her dopey friends got to her. And this lady's very nice. But I'm saying one of her friends got you like what you don't keep kosher and all of a sudden they take bacon away from you. I've told you a hundred times you can't introduce bacon and then take it away. So we were thrilled our mother's having a good time. She's going to die in 30 years. <laughs> oh she's going to live forever. But I mean like we're just like Jesse. She's like I really shouldn't have sugar. My doctor, I'm like have sugar. My sister says that to her all the time. So the waitress comes back and I'm, she's like what do you think. I'm like I don't like it. She's like, you don't like it. I'm like, do you want me to take it back? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'll, I'll eat it. I, I didn't care. Uh, but she's like, I'm just, I'm just. You, you asked me. I, uh, I, don't like it. So then the, the manager comes over. Like, I understand you don't like your meal. I'm like, well, I, I wasn't trying to be a dick. Like normal, or whatever. I was just. Well, no. I mean, I, I just, I didn't. I just don't like it. It's not, it's not for me. I, I thought it was going to be different. That's all. She. Well, we can get you something else. I'm like, no, no, no. I, it's, it's fine. I, I just was expecting. To, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And the, this is great. I mean, this restaurant's huge. It was packed at noon at 1230 for lunch. It's huge. It was jam-packed. When we left at 2, it was still packed. They have outside place. They have inside. Biden was there last week, and she was explaining. The manager was like, My sister was like, what was it like having Biden here? How would you work it out? She goes, well, I organized the whole thing. So I had a table for him here, and we put the Secret Service at the other tables. Like, it was really cool. Like, we, you know, she seemed really cool. She kind of reminds me of Liz at the Comedy Cellar. You know, she knows how to take care of business. And I thought, but I thought it was the chef when she came over. I'm like, no, 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 I I do like it. Because, you know, you don't want to piss off a French chef. <laughs> so I tell you, now, when Mona died last winter, I said to myself, Al, if you keep busting your hump 16, 20 hours a day, you'll end up with a $60 million funeral, you know? <laughs> hey, Dog, can you scare up another round for our table over here and tell the cook this is low-grade dog food, all right? And here, take this for yourself, okay? She <laughs> <I'm taking it. laughs> I had better food at the ball game, you know? <laughs> dog food? I am not saw sure his dog food! Slap, So then I got the steak, because I usually, again, when I go to the French restaurant, I get the same thing, but the steak was bad, too. It just wasn't good. It wasn't tasty. I don't know what they do to it. It just wasn't good. The food wasn't that great. My mother liked her stuff, and that's really all that counts. My sister got an omelet. She's trying not to eat carbs. I don't know what she was doing. It was just okay. It wasn't that great, but the place was nice. Again, the windows were open. It was a pleasant day. It was a good place to be. I'm sure my mother was absolutely thrilled. She was thrilled being with her friends, so that's the key. They bought her uh, you know, a thing with a candle in it, and then we had dessert. Oh, of course, they fucked that up. Well, they didn't fucking anything up. It's just the way it works, and you know I hate this. We got cappuccinos and dessert, and of course, they bought the cappuccino. They always do it one way or the other. Either you get the dessert first and the cappuccinos never come. This time, the cappuccinos came first, were delicious, and we're pretty much finished with them when the dessert comes. They just can't time it right. I talk about this with Ramjet all the time. I don't know why they can't get that right you get dessert because you want to have coffee and vice versa. So we had this dessert, so this guy was like, would you like chocolate sauce on him? I'm like, I can't, how dare you? At You get that chocolate sauce, then you get another chocolate sauce, and you put that whole thing on He's like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we want that chocolate. What is the matter with you? It's like when the waiter came over, and he's like, would you like some cheese? Oh, Jesus Christ. Of course I want, what am I, an asshole? Yeah, you better get another block of cheese. This guy's, he's, this is from, uh um, wednesday night with sarah he's like going he's like you know he's getting a workout from the cheese i'm like "Nah, keep it coming you're gonna have to get another block you know he goes i will and i'm like oh well once he said he will i was like uh, all right we'll just give me a little bit more he's really getting a workout because you know i like extra cheese at least i didn't get you know like that fucking chicken par place that wouldn't give me any cheese so then we leave, and my sister, sister for some reason, she goes, yeah, I, I, I'm playing Marj on at 6. And I'm like, why did you make a plan? We're, we're going to Philadelphia today. Why did you make a plan? She's so stupid. She's always in a rush, always in a rush. I planned nothing because I wasn't sure where the day was going to go. And, of course, her friend was like, can you come upstairs? I want you to see my place. I want to talk to you a little bit. I got trouble hearing. Now I can hear you at my place. And my mother wanted to go up. We kind of wanted to see where she lives. She lives in a really nice, you know, really high-rise, nice building. We go inside. She says there's like, a, like malls and a shop downstairs and stuff. So we go inside and we go to our house. And I say to Beth, wouldn't it be funny if we walk in and it's like that scene in Back to School where Riley Dangerfield combined all the dorm, the three dorm rooms of Robert Downey Jr. and his son and him. And it's this beautiful thing. Well, it was. I got pictures. It was like we walked in, and it was like this huge panoramic view of Philadelphia, what a dump Philadelphia is. It it really is stupid, a stupid place to live. But it was very nice. The apartment was very nice. Lots of windows, lots of light. So it was a pleasant place to be, but here's what happened. We're sitting there, and I'm I'm doing fine. I'm feeling good at the cappuccino. I'm wide awake. All of a sudden, I start getting texts. Sarah calls me, and she goes, hey, can you come? See our our run through tomorrow of the show at 11 a.m. And I'm like, sure. And so all of a sudden, I start getting sleepy because I know that I'm like, ugh, now I got to wake up early again on Friday. And now, and mentally, I'm like, ugh. And then Jeff texts, he goes, hey, I'm coming to town. Can we hang out this week? And I'm like, oh. And I mean, this is all good stuff, right? It's all good stuff, but it's like praying on my mind. I'm like, oh God, I thought I wasn't going to do anything tomorrow. And, but I had made plans. I'm like, I called uh, Stacy Lang, Artie's sister, and I go, "Hey, do you want to meet me at the restaurant near your house?" And I was like, "She ain't gonna answer, so who cares?" And I called my friend Teethy, and I'm like, "I may," but nobody's answered. I'm like, "Good, you know what? Good. I'll just stay at home tomorrow and you know do the podcast and all that stuff." And then all of a sudden, all it came and it just weighed on my mind because I'm crazy because I'm fucking, like hanging out at Jiffy Lube and Sunoco because I'm insane. So it's weighing on my mind. I'm getting sleepy. Now I'm getting sleepy because I'm just thinking about tomorrow and I'm like, oh, and for what? All I want to do is sit and watch TV. Why do people keep bothering calling me because they want to hang out and enjoy my company? I am a fucking jackass. We left there and she showed us the, the mall underneath the mall, a couple of shops. It was so gross. Uh, but this lady goes, Chris, can I talk to you for a minute? She she's got a walker and she goes, are we going to get a decrease in our rent because of the construction? And I go, uh, I'm working on it. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to handle it. And My mother's like, how did you make friends already? I'm like, she thinks I'm somebody else. So I just kept going and she's like, well, we really should get something. Cause how long is that construction going to be? I'm like, well, that's what I asked them. How long is the construction going to be? Do you know where I've lived in the past? That construction, they say it's a couple of weeks and it lasts years. So I'm trying to work it out. I don't know why, who she thought I was. We want to see what this guy Chris looks like now. I don't know what made her think I worked there. It was so strange. But she was very pleasant, and I was in the mood to talk to somebody. So my sister canceled her Mahjong game, thank God, because she was getting so angry at me. again. Oh, my God, she gets angry like a tell gets angry. She, I see her face. It's really messed up. Like my mother was like, hey, everybody, join me in a cookie. She like, you said that already. I mean, I I snap at her too sometimes, but she does it like a tell does, like when he gets angry, like really, he really snaps. And she was angry that I said, "Why did you make a plan?" Because I did. you know, like whatever. And I'm like, you know, who makes a plan when you're driving your mother to Philadelphia on her birthday? Why would you make a plan when you know? I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows the traffic? Who knows what? You know, we're trying to please her mom. We're not trying to run away today, even though we want to all the time. You know what I'm saying? But she canceled, it, and then everybody was able to relax. And then she, you know, we knew we were going to be in rush hour truck. She was getting upset about that, but she was she was cool. We knew we were doing it for a month. We got back and she was she drove, thank God. So it was great. And uh I don't know, it was we were so happy to be home. And then I'm like, oh crap, right, I gotta take the train. I don't have a car, so she had to drop me off at the train, and then I had to wait at the, the train, and I took the train home, and I'm like, uh and then I know I have to walk from Penn Station. I'm like, this day's never gonna end, and I gotta start. Early tomorrow, and I get home finally, and I'm just like, oh, it's so great to be home. And then I'm like, well, how am I going to, when am I going to take the podcast? Because I'm going to the thing at 11. Let's say that goes to one. Then I'm supposed to meet people at five in Jersey, which all of that I put together myself like an idiot, because I didn't think they'd say yes. Stacey never says yes today, I ask her. She's like, oh, I can't. I'm in Europe. I'm in this. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, ugh. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do from 1 to 5? I don't want to go home. But I guess I can go home and record the podcast. But if I can, if you figure if I go home, and let's say Saturday, hang out a little while. Who knows? But let's say I get home at, I don't know, 2.30. They record the podcast. So 4, I'm like, I already have to be gone. Because i got to take the ferry there because I don't have my car. And even if I have my car definitely because I want to be there by 5. So it's not going to work out. I'm like, well, what am I going to record? And I'm like, you know what? I'm in a good mood right now. I think I slept a little on the train. A tiny bit, but I don't know. I was so happy to be home. I was energized. I was, I'm like, you know what? Fire up the podcast, my man. Which leads us to say next Weeks podcast should be interesting. Let's see how Friday goes. I'm going to get to see the the changes Sarah made in the show. BB Newworth, a uh, BB Newworth left the show, which they're a little upset about. And you know, I mean, what a it was so cool to meet her and hang. You know, uh, say hello, and she was really good in the show. So I don't know, but they got you know a new cast because obviously the girls have unfortunately aged out. So apparently they have a new girl. I saw it ran into Rick Chrome the other day. He said the new girl is actually nine because the other girl was 14 playing a nine year old. So. I'm interested to see the changes, and they want my opinion and my, my free opinion, uh, but I couldn't be more thrilled that they care what I think. I'm the only person who's going to see it, and that's exciting. So why not? What are they going to say? You know, I mean, it would be so easy to be like, nah, I don't want to do that, but come on. I got the show. I got to tell you guys. I got to go. I got to see Sarah. She's leaving town again soon. I was trying to spend as much time as she was because she was here for like a month, and then she's leaving. She's still touring and all that kind of stuff. Her parents aren't doing well. It's all this... Stuff so I'm like you know what, let's just do it. Let's just do it, and that'll be that. And then we have another exciting episode of Just Gow in the City on our next one. Is our next one in May? I think our next one might be in May. May what? Already? Oh my god, it's almost show day, May fifteenth. Oh my god. Oh, and I think I'm opening for Rachel at Uncle Vinny's in July down the shore she said i could they just got to like approve it uh they're like no this is a restricted place um the no jews they're like you have rachel feinstein you're like uh no i just don't like dave Joskin. so who knows but that's the plan so i gotta i'm gonna get some material you know what i'm saying man i gotta i gotta come up with some new new bits man you know I, do you think people will like my sammy davis hello is this is this even on hello hey man uh Maybe some of you remember this groovy cat that used to perform with Sinatra and Dean Martin, man. He was such a groovy cat. That old black magic's got me in its spell. That old black magic that you weave so well. Come on, you guys. You know who I'm doing, right? It's Sammy. Hello? Hello? What the fuck is the matter with this audience? I'll tell you something. Hey, how did it go? This audience just, they suck. They like, they were like, Pretending like they have no idea who Sammy Davis Jr. is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What the fuck is the matter with people today? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, this you might remember it's a little person named Ruth Gordon. Now, she was in a movie called Harold and Maude. And every time she goes and so she talks like this, you gotta relax. You can, I mean, screams, I tell you, screams. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Well, anyway, folks, my goodness, what a great time it was talking to you today. I am wound up. My God, it went so fast for me. I had so much to say. I just hope it was entertaining. I never know. When I hear it back, I'm like, eh, it's all right. But hopefully today was pretty good. We talked for a long time. We had a good time. This is what we do. This is Just Got in the City. Just Got in the City is the best podcast for your money. That's right. For your money. If you're a Patreon follower, follower even if you're a free follower i love you anyway i don't care i love listeners i love talking to you and i love doing this podcast i am dave just and i am just in the city <laughs> i'll see you next week everybody Good night.